What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. We're talking about how to add 20 pounds here of muscle pretty quickly. I actually have a really fast way to do it. I can actually do it for Jesse right now. Here, hold Lucky for a sec. That's about 25 pounds that Jesse just added, right like that, with, with Lucky. Hey guys, today we really want to talk about adding muscle and doing it the right way. The reason why I have Jesse here is because he actually did it the right way. Jesse has just hit that milestone, 20 pounds of muscle, since he really kind of just started to train here with us consistently. Now, he's come a long way since when he actually used to sing and dance on this channel. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down. Yes, right? yes, yes. So take us though through your chronology when you actually started, <laughs> I think it was back in like the fall of 2016, yeah, right? Yeah, um, so aside from the singing, uh, started yeah. getting really into training um, in October 2016. We actually shot the hard gainer shoulders video. Yep. Uh, went out that night and got into a car accident. Uh, I was out of the gym for the next couple months. They said I wasn't allowed to be anywhere near weight training for a few months. And then I picked it up in February of 2017. Right. And I've been going pretty consistently since. So about uh, 12, about 14 or 15 months. Yeah. So 20 pounds in 14 or 15 months. Now, are you going to put on 20 pounds like Jesse did in the next 14 or 15 months? You know, it depends. It depends on the fact that obviously Jesse had the advantage of being a newbie and just starting out. Newbie but, games. Right. But any single person watching this video is going to benefit from it. Anybody, you, even if you add five pounds, for me, if I were able to add five pounds at this stage of the game, would be an incredible feat. I, I know you're gonna benefit from this. So I wanna break it down into two things, training and nutrition, because they both matter. All right, we're gonna cover the key aspects of what allowed him to do what he did, and again, underscoring the fact that it's been done the right way. So let's get right into the training first. Okay, so let's start first with the training aspect of it here, and there's a lot to cover. First of all, when Jesse actually, he did, he did, you did dabble a little bit in training as a high school athlete, right? Yes, a little bit for lacrosse and stuff like that. And it's oh, kind of the, the typical sort of like the focus on what? On, on uh, numbers? How, how much you bench, how much you squat, how much you row, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a common thing that people don't often ask you, how do you squat or how do you bench? They want to know how much you bench, how much you squat, how much you deadlift. People focus on the number, and I'm going to tell you why that's a little bit of a problem. You were though you chasing your brothers, right? Yeah, both my brothers and uh, a couple of my teammates and friends like that. So there's a, there's obviously in, in you know external pressures as well for people to make sure they get their numbers up. But this is going to be the first thing that might be a little bit uh, controversial, but it really is not meant to be at all. If you if you hear me out, I I think that the advice that a lot of times people hear is I like, pick five exercises: uh, overhead shoulder press, squats, deadlifts rows, bench press, and just continue to focus on adding weight to the bar, right? Progressive overload, make this guy strong, let the strength precede his size gains, and you're all set. And, and, I, and while I cherish those lifts, and I think they're some of the best lifts you could do, and we program them all the time, I don't necessarily agree with that philosophy, and I don't agree with the timing of it. That is the biggest issue. So what we did instead is with Jesse, we didn't focus on prioritizing his strength on all those major lifts right away because I found that there was a lot of other things going on with Jesse. He brought in some numbers, whatever his baseline numbers were, and he brought in a really bad form along with almost yeah. every single one of them. Almost to the point where he didn't necessarily look so bad when he was doing them, but as a trained physical therapist, I'm supposed to be able to see when things are going wrong at each joint level, and it didn't look pretty. And that's my, that's my, my big gripe here, is I think what you need to focus on first and foremost is spend the first portion of your training covering the basics, and in terms of that, I'm talking about my muscle connection, body command and control, and being able to 
execute the movements the way they're supposed to before you start adding the weight to the bar to start working on the strength because there's a big concept here guys. At some point there's a very fine line when you're doing your training where your true strength will be overcome by your compensatory strength, your compensations. Meaning that let's say maybe up to 135 pounds on a squat Jesse's able to use his true strength to execute that movement. But once he gets to 140 pounds there's a compensation that takes place. In order for him to get that lift down to the bottom and come back out of it, maybe he has to lean forward just a little bit. Maybe the low back has to start activating a little bit more to stabilize that forward lean. Maybe the hips themselves kind of internally rotate because his foot caves in a little bit because his knee caves in under the, the weight. The quads weren't necessarily able to handle that. All these things start to mushroom out of control and the compensation is he's able to get the weight back up. And to anybody looking at him, Jesse just squatted 140. So in his own mind, he did the same thing. Then he squats 150. Then he squats 160. All of this based on compensations that his body is getting good at hiding. That is the recipe for long-term disaster. And if you are anything like me, I did the same thing. And my knees now today pay for my mistakes from before. Had I set the stage with lighter weights and left my ego at the door and decided to follow a strength program based on my ability to control the movements that I have first, that would have been better off. So what does that leave us? Well, we want to get to strength and Jesse's actually now in that portion of our program, now in our, in our training where he is now positioned with a really strong baseline to start adding weight to the bar in those key lifts. Now it's not to say that he hasn't gotten stronger. The kid's got a 300 pound deadlift a near 300 pound deadlift. He's gotten stronger but it hasn't been the main focus. It wasn't just head to the gym and focus on that number. Right. The second thing is since we're talking about numbers this is the next big point here. I made a whole video on this concept. If you want to build muscle and you want to get towards those 20 pound gains then you have to stop learning how to count. Period. Not just what's on the side of the, the dumbbell or the barbell but you also need to stop counting your sets and your reps. Yeah. You need, in, in terms of you have to stop being infatuated with that number. With the three sets of 12. Right. And what were you doing? What was the number one thing I told you you were doing wrong when it came to that? Uh, number one thing I was doing wrong, uh, when it was starting to get difficult, I started, you know, shortchanging the reps. You know, I was shortening the range of motion, trying to Be just make sure because I was Because why? Because I wanted to get to that 12. To the number. To yeah. the number. The, the number, number was, the number was always the thing. It was, to me, it was the most important thing. Was right. always hit that number. It didn't matter what kind of effort or what kind of range of motion or form that I was doing. As long as I hit that number, I thought I was good. And when I found you doing your third set of an exercise and you were getting ready to go to the next one and it looked easy to me, I asked you, what did you even do? And you, why were you, why were you? Uh, well, I wanted to make sure I wasn't failing on that rep because I wanted to make sure I was able to get 12 reps on the next set. Right. Right. Exactly. So saving up for the next set. Guys, stop saving. Stop saving. What you want to do is invest your total effort into the one set that you're doing right now. And if you start out with a mindset of 10 to 12, because we program 10 to 12 reps, that's a thing. It, it exists, obviously, it's popular. But the mindset is not that you need to necessarily hit the number, but that your effort needs to sort of match that. So that your effort is there to put you in that range, but should you fail a little bit earlier than that, no problem. What was more important was that you gave the effort and the intensity to that set, because that's what's going to spark the changes and provide the stimulus for growth. The next thing, is accessory lifts. Yeah. Now, yeah. a lot of people are afraid to do accessory lifts. I just made a video on this, guys. I'll put it over here so you can see it. It was about our sissy lifts that provide big muscle gains. I love the sissy lifts. Sissy lifts are something you better get used to, guys. And the reason being is you need to start prioritizing, especially in this reboot here, because you don't have to start with this. Jesse was starting all this. If you're watching this and you've got years of training experience right now and you don't know what you're necessarily going to do 
to, to make this valuable for you, you need to start doing exactly what I'm talking about now. You might need to do a little bit of a reset. So you might need to start kind of pushing the ego aside, enlightening those weights, go into a stage here where you start to really break down foundationally the exercises, look for compensations. We have a whole program we came out with breakout where we actually drop it down into the different movement patterns that you develop by looking and using compensations. We can break them apart and start helping you to kind of address those one by one, but it does require that you sort of lift a lot lighter and, and, and put that ego to the side. But as you do and you build yourself back up, now you've got that true strength, not the compensatory stuff, but the true strength building every set. And now with that, now you're getting bigger and stronger and now you can start adding that weight back to the bar again. So it's kind of a necessary step in the right direction. But with these accessory lifts, you don't have to look any further than one of the guys that's actually coming to our live event, Casey Mitchell, a war veteran. This is a guy who's amassed huge strength numbers, albeit on one leg, by the way. The guy is a true inspiration. Guess what he's gonna talk about when he comes to our event? The importance of accessory lifting when it comes to building his strength in bench press, squats, and deadlifts. He told me personally that he doesn't feel as if he can have reached the totals that he has today without focusing on those accessory lifts, so you need to start doing the same as well. Which leads us right into our nutrition, and that's the next thing we have to tackle. Okay, moving on now to the nutrition, always as key and important as the training, because they sort of go hand in hand, and there's no separating the two. It comes down to something very, very, very simple. I told Jesse this from the very beginning. A lot of people will say, eat big, get big. And I've disagreed with that a long time, for a very long time now. And the other people will say, bulk and then cut. And as Jesse and his eight pack can actually show you, he's never had to do that. He's been able to add the muscle here without having to bulk up and then cut all that fat and, and get rid of it. No, we don't do that. What I'm saying is three things. First, you have quality, then you have quantity, then you have consistency. And it should go in that order. And the one thing Jesse struggled with the most was his quality. Jesse was eating a ton of food. The fact was his quality was poor as... Yeah, shit food. You saw the gummy bears. The gummy bears. <laughs> his gummy bears, I'm telling you, I, I watched everything that he ate. Nothing was really that good. What we wanted to do though was change that and get him to start finding quality foods that he actually enjoyed, which was a key shift yeah, for you. 100%. That's the reason why, you know, I eat the way that I use. I like the food that I eat. Which leads to eventually down the road here, consistency. But first, the quantity. Because once we knew that he had swapped himself to foods that were better foods, a lot of times what will happen is when you're going from all those gummy bears and sweets and everything else, is your caloric density will drop, right? You won't be getting as many calories as you did before. Right. We need to then teach Jesse to eat higher quantities of food because of that caloric drop. So we were able to do that, but it took a little bit of adjustment. Yeah, that, that felt sick very often. Right, it's not that easy to sort of start eating a lot more in terms of food volume right. when you're doing that. But again, we were able to do that. And understand, guys, it takes a little bit of time to adjust to that, even if you have to increase your meal frequency in order to do that. And a lot of times people argue about meal frequency these days. You shouldn't be eating that often. That's one of the big advantages of meal frequency is it allows you to sort of do that and, and not have to eat as much at every single time you sit down and have a meal. So we did that. Then finally, consistency. And consistency is key because without consistency, none of this matters. If you can't keep doing what you're doing, yeah. then it's not gonna work. And that was where that whole concept you just said. Yeah, that I like the food that I eat. So liking what you ate was allowing him to stay with consistency, which actually leads us into this next part here. And that is the next question people always ask us is, what is the, where's the supplementation fit in here? Did Jesse use supplements? Well, I actually have a very funny story about the supplements in a second here, but I will tell you guys, I've always told you the truth when it comes to supplementation. The two things that supplements provide, first and foremost, a convenience that allows you to get high quality nutrition, if you're taking the right supplements, high quality nutrition 
at the right time consistently. Consistently. It's the ease and convenience of supplementation that allows you to do this with a consistency. And that's what one of the big keys is. The second thing is, we can argue this till the cows come home, if, there, if you are looking for the performance benefits of beta-alanine or the performance benefits of, say, creatine, you are not going to get that through food alone. And if you did get it through food in a single day, you're not going to be able to do that again day after day after day consistently. Knowing how much red meat it would take to eat just to get the amount of creatine that would be beneficial because we're talking about the beneficial effects of these supplements. Not just saying that I'm getting creatine in my diet, but actually seeing the benefits of the clinically researched dosages of those because that's what really matters the most is what benefit you're seeing. Now for Jesse, I knew he could benefit from these things. I knew beta-alanine was going to help him with his training, so we actually provided it in a supplemental form. So. Is supplementation for you? If your nutrition is not in the right place, no. If you're not that serious about your training, then no. If you're not necessarily ready for supplementation yet, that's fine. But if you're looking for those benefits, then that's what you need to do. And it could be the key to your consistency if you actually do go down that road. So finally now, the funny story about the supplements. Right? Oh, yeah. It leads into my final thing that I wanted Jesse to sort of point out, and it was about mindset. What happened, I offered you my supplements. People think he gets all these unfair advantages here, and he, you might have been right at this one instance because I actually offered him a bundle of our supplements, but guess what he did? I said absolutely not. I, I returned it. He and said then, no. Yeah, I said no, and then I... Uh, why? This is the most important thing. The reason why was because I felt that if I was going to be using them and that if it was going to be my work and my effort put forward, I was going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be on me. I didn't want it to Invested. be given to me. I wanted to put my hard work, my money, and my own you know, mindset into it. Right. And that's a key, guys, and that's what I wanted to leave you with here today is that is building muscle easy? Is building 20 pounds, was it easy? No, God, no. So, I mean, I've seen him in here in this gym working his ass off. It's not easy. Changing your body and forcing it to do something it doesn't even really genetically want to do is difficult work. You have to put in the effort to do that. Is it possible? Absolutely. 20 pounds may not be in your future. Five pounds could be in your future, but I could tell you five pounds can make a marked difference in how you look from how you look right now if you add it in the form of muscle. Maybe it requires a reevaluation of your actual technique and form. How many compensations are you making? Because if you're making a lot of them, you know what? It might be time to actually break it back down a little bit and start learning from the, from, from the ground up again. And then you'll be amazed at actually where your strength goes from there when you get rid of that. Guys, this is what the Athletics Training Program is about. All of our programs are built on this philosophy of actually doing things the right way. If you're looking for any of those guys, they're over at athletics.com. In the meantime, I think we can give Jesse a little bit of a hand. Even without Lucky in his hands, he still had 20 pounds of muscle. So the fact is, guys, we aim to bring you the videos that you want to see here. If you found this one helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below, and we'll do our best to keep doing that in the days and weeks ahead. All right, see you soon.